Welcome everyone to the Your Energy First podcast. I'm your host, Emily Marie, and it is such a pleasure to have you here today to co-create with you in this space and to talk about all things your energy. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. It is so wonderful to have you here today. I am interviewing Brandon Blinn of Blinn Fitness, and this is part of a series I'm doing where I'm interviewing folks from different industries, different walks of life, different occupations, so as to talk about how they have integrated their own personal intuition and energy into what it is that they do, because we are not all meant to be energy healers. If you are, that's wonderful. But I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions I see out there. It's either, oh, well, once I understand how to do energy healing, I have to go help the world or save the world. <laughs> that's why this is called your energy first, because by doing what feels true and aligned to you, you are actually contributing to this world. And Brandon is such a great example of that because he actually does, oh gosh, I'm, wow, what a great host I am. I'm going to butcher this weight training. He has a gym. And he trains people heavy lifting. I think that's what it's called. I remember hearing it for the first time when he was talking about it. So, but normally we might think of that sport as very macho. And he brings a different light and a different element to things that I think is very inviting. We also talk about the divine masculine and feminine, how to bring more of, you know, how to encourage a partner's spiritual path who may not be quite down that road yet. And he also makes a few book recommendations. I get that question a lot. What books do I recommend? And I like to ask guests that so that we can get a variety. So without further ado, here is the session with Brandon. Welcome, everybody, back to the Your Energy First podcast. I'm your host, Emily Marie, along with Lord knows what else, spirit team, spirit guides, all of the light here to help and support us. I've never opened the podcast like that before, by the way. Cool. I can totally feel the energy co-creating with you in the room. So Brandon is the owner of Blend Fitness, and I was actually introduced to him by his wifey, Dakota, who was my esthetician, is my esthetician, and she started dating you, how many years ago was that? Three or four. Yeah. Three or four. So crazy, time flies. Yeah. And then I started training with you, and part of the reason, well, the part of the reason I want to interview you for this podcast is because one of the energetic trends I'm seeing is that, God, my heart's racing right now from the energy work. This is yeah. wild. Um, when your energy expands, folks, sometimes your heart might race. It's just your physical body reacting to catching up with the expansion. Yeah. So you, so part of this energetic trend that's happening in the world, more like in Western culture right now, is that people are aligning with their soul. You know, we work on mind body and then let me just remove this fuzz off of my microphone. (laughs) We're so professional here, guys. Um, but we there's this trend of people bringing more of their intuitive selves, their energetic selves, and that is their own personal skill sets into whatever it is their career, purpose, life is. And you have done that in such a cool way with your gym because you are a weightlifting, weight training gym. And this is the first type of gym like this I've been a part of, and I've never felt more welcome or seen such good results or met so many cool people or had so many cool experiences. It's like the opposite of what you think of a typical gym would be. 
And then during our sessions, you are so particular with me on form and I'm, my results are insane. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. And even in the first month, and we weren't expecting results in the first month. And so I love that about you. And we're going to talk about that, but also start us like back from the beginning and kind of why you got into this field in the first place. Okay. So back in high school, one of my coaches took me to his place, to his house. He's like, hey, you got potential. Let's work out. I was like, all right, cool. I'm one of the cool guys. I got invited to the coach's house with all the strong guys. I was like, yeah, feeling all good. Go to his house, and I'm the weakest one there. Mm. I was like, what the hell? And so I started getting obsessed with how does one get stronger? How does one get faster? What makes someone stronger? What makes for my own personal benefit so I could keep up? Because my ego wanted me to be the strongest man in the room. Of course. Of course, right? Because you're taught that through sports. Um, So I did a bunch of research on that. Still didn't end up being one of the strongest, but that led me into football. And through football, I still practiced it, still learned it, just became obsessed because it was helping me with football. And then after football, I wanted to be a trainer and I wanted to get into powerlifting because I wanted to still compete. And when I started working at the gyms, I would see them take advantage of people to make sales. Like I witnessed it firsthand of them trying to get me to uh, make up stories and kind of find objections for them to overcome. So that way when they had the objections to training, they'd be like, oh no, you already said this earlier, you should be able to buy it. So I watched that kind of stuff go down. I was like, this isn't right, this isn't helping people, this is just taking their money and not giving them a workout and then it's doing long-term damage and they're like, oh, you're just doing it wrong or they'll blame it on something they're doing outside. So I just wanted to find a place where you could get an honest service. You could be taught how to do things properly and safely and not really also have a place where you're judged about anything you do where you can just completely be yourself, where you don't have to like walk in and be the tough guy. You don't have to be mean to anyone. You can just be nice and no one's like judged. Right. So right. I created that. That's really cool. <laughs> and you we did. are here. <laughs> yeah, you did create that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, what's powerlifting? Powerlifting is... It's a strength sport. It's basically where you it's get... It's a sport? Yeah. It's actually a sport. Yeah, they... Um, I, th- I had no clue. I think at one point it was part of the Olympics, and then it got taken out, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But they do have... they can. There's competitions worldwide. Um, it's where you uh, bench, squat, and deadlift, and you get three attempts at each lift, and you're basically just going for the highest amount you can possibly lift. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it is when you go, everyone at meets is kind of competing... Uh, with each other versus against each other. So they're always cheering others on because you're only competing with yourself. So it's a very uh, knit environment, a happily knit environment, if you Mm -hmm. will, uh, where everyone's just cheering everyone regardless of what their goals are. It's just very supportive versus like, I'm going to beat him. It's more of like, I mean, there's still obviously that competitive atmosphere, but there's like a lot of local meets. You'll meet a lot of cool people that are like, yeah, good job. And you're like, I like that. I would not think that at all. No, right? Because you know you only see a few snapshots on social media or on YouTube, yeah. and all I think is, like, protein shakes and, like, bumping chests. Yeah, but it's like, once you get to know a lot of the people, this is my thought, is in the powerlifting and bodybuilding industry, people develop these tough-looking exteriors because of insecurities of being judged by others. And so I feel like when 
they do that they're kind of just covering that up when they make themselves look tough they're kind of mm-hmm. covering up from being picked on yeah. so they're kind of like it's like a self-defense mechanism but because yeah. when you get to know them they're all sweethearts they're all like really Aww. nice so a lot of them are tatted mean looking and you're like hey how's it going they're like oh hey man how's it go-? you know like yeah. they're just so nice but they look that part so no one kind of like messes with them because i'm assuming something from their childhood made them feel that way right so what would you say to someone like me who feels really sensitive and like I'm going to walk into a gym. I don't know what I'm doing. Where would you tell someone like me to start? Come to my gym. <laughs> no, uh, this would, is global. So yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. So if, if someone were to start, I would focus on finding proper coaches in your area that actually truly care. You can tell the difference between someone cause they'll go the extra mile when they don't have to. Um, and finding someone that understands human anatomy and Mm. doesn't just go straight to like sales deals and upgrading and like kind of being pushy. Find people that generally care and usually the box gyms have a little bit more of a knit community sense Mm -hmm. versus a commercial gym. So if you can find yourself a box gym near you, those are much more community driven and you'll find a lot lot more people are willing to talk and like create relationships at those kind of gyms that make people feel welcomed. That's a good point. So like look for, because I think naturally what we do is we gravitate towards the more the big name gyms and we need to go to more of the niche gyms. Yep, exactly. Okay, so talk to me about how has your intuition helped you develop where you're at today? Because, well, your first gym, there's a picture of it hanging here in this gym. <laughs> yeah. It's very different from this one. Yeah, a little bit. It's, uh, so I knew I wanted to open a gym when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I told my stepmom, I wrote this in my book too. I wrote this in my, um, when I told my stepmom, I said, hey, I'm gonna open a gym. And she goes, okay, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like, I took that as like a, right. you don't think I can do it. Yeah, are you challenging me? Yeah, so <laughs> um, I just knew I wanted to open a gym. And since then, like that day of, I've just decided like, I've, I was reading books on marketing, business, training, gym equipment, like how to be the best trainer. Because for me, I've never been like the strongest or the leanest or like been able to use like genetics, like look how shredded you can get. Right. Mm -hmm. So my thought is I'll just become the smartest. I'll become, I'll, I'll know as much as I can about everything I can. That's in my, my possible or my potential to help others. So a lot of the times I think I'm going off track here, but I'll just tell this and then go back. Um, a lot of times, like if I have a client before who had something going on, such as scheduling or, an injury or anything like that, that they needed to overcome, I would go research that on how to fix it and figure out that problem, like break it down and figuring, like for instance, if someone knee hurt when they bent it, I'd look up possible causes of knee bend. I'd dive down a rabbit hole and figure out what is that. And then I did that enough times and I started remembering these things. I'm like, oh, that's the same problem as that. Oh, and so you just develop this intuition after that. That's kind of what I was going into. It's my intuition was basically telling me, get all the knowledge you can, train spread that teach others how to do it and then as i did that the business just grew so as i worked on myself more the business what are you saying i know are you saying when you focused on your energy first you helped more people and the crazy (laughs) part is is i was manifesting stuff and not realizing it because when i was sitting there i didn't know i could manifest i want to open a gym i want to open a gym Mm -hmm. i just kept telling myself that's what i want to do but in my head part of me probably the younger me was like you in a gym you'll be badass too and you'll look cool and now it's more about turning into i can spread more love and positivity through lifting and help develop lifestyles right and by the way brandon's not just blowing smoke 
when he says that he actually does do that and not in a mm, I would say there's out you know there's a lot of that fluff out there and it's definitely not fluffy mm-hmm. so when it comes to so it sounds like your intuition was kind of helping you navigate your 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 special energy skill set and you did even though it was working in a gym in a very masculine world yeah yeah and I feel like through understanding myself more and more is I found out that I have feminine energy, which everyone does, but when you're younger, you're like, guys like feminine energy, right. <laughs> like, right. no, like you can, you can have the, what we call masculine traits and feminine traits. Cause mm-hmm. we're both. What are some of the things you've done to help yourself embrace the feminine? Whew. Well, honestly, part of it <laughs> is I've just recognized that from training, I just, get along better with females like Mm. we almost have more in common than when I talk to males and so I've noticed that through that I'm like oh this is this is strange I used to wonder why but it's probably because I have more feminine energy so it's on the same frequency I'm assuming um I forgot where I was going with that other part (laughs) (laughs) what did you do to embrace oh yeah to embrace that so um like in doing that I think through realizing that I'm more feminine I started meditating and breaking mm-hmm. things down of why I have this, we all, I feel like in this, in our brains have uh, what a female should be like, what a male should be like. So For I'm, sure. so figuring out through meditation to undo those things of how mm-hmm. I think they should be, because there is no what should be. It's just is, you know. That that's the truth. <laughs> Humans make it a little more complex than yeah. that. So what was it like when you first started meditating? What <sighs> tools did you use? You. Oh. You definitely you, you really def- yeah 100%. I, had, I had no idea that was not a lead in folks <laughs> no no it, she yeah she doesn't know this. I tell us every time when people ask because I'll I'll talk about energy work regularly now at my job with my clients all the time all yeah all the time and they'll ask like wow what did you like they always like treat it as if I know this secret and like how do you know this and like or how do you think this way and I'll always tell them Emily because when we started doing energy healings she used to come to our gym. And Dakota Bar, she says, you want to do an energy healing? I was like, well, that sounds cool. Because for some odd coincidence, mm-hmm. coincidence, <laughs> right before I met her, I was getting into energy work, not realizing I read the book Become, Becoming Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then right at the same time, I got introduced to energy readings. I don't think so. So I did that. And I was like, in the meditation that we were doing, I was like, oh, my God, I can like see what she's talking about. I can feel it. This is from that book. And I was able to make connections with the book and, medi- and meditating. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to go home and practice these same techniques and experiment with things and then read even more and just figure this out. And the more I dive into it, the more I'm intrigued by it. And then you also don't look at life the same when you do stuff anymore. It's like your perception of life is permanently changed, but for a good way. In a good way, you see different things you normally wouldn't. Right. So this is actually a little bit of a, what's the word? I'm going to say contentious. The guides gave me the word contentious. By the way, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I hold space for the highest good of all involved. So that means that your soul is going to participate in whatever it is it needs to receive via your source and your spirit team, right? Because we're anchors for each other on earth and we co-create all the time. This is just, when I say hold space, it's more of a, a proactive approach. So... And the spirit team will drop in words to help things resonate and land more. But they're saying that this is kind of a contentious point in the, you know, the spiritual healing community, this idea that once you've spiritually awakened, which you're always on your spiritual journey, by the way, I get so sick and tired of this woke, not woke BS. Who cares? 
Your journey is beautiful exactly as it is. And if anyone compares or says otherwise, send them to me. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely don't. (laughs) But know that that's not true. So literally everybody's, there's a lot of similarities in people's journeys as far as themes go, but everybody's is meant to look different. So, but there's this idea that, okay, well, once I'm going through the spiritual awakening, all my relationships have to change. I have to switch careers. I have to find my purpose. I have to save the world. And how has your, you know, Dakota does her own personal work, inner work. Mm -hmm. You do your inner work. You know, what's it been like for you to kind of going through this process together and separately? We could do five more episodes on this topic alone. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. So... Oh, this is good. Dakota's actually pushed me a lot to uh, get working on myself better because she is very blunt and stern. I'm going to put a pin in this for a second. So, and also she's well-educated. Yes. Um, So when she's blunt and stern, she's educated on what she shares. Yep. And there are a lot of um, people who, you know, women who listen to this podcast who feel like, yeah, I'm having to lead a little bit in regards to the spirituality of things. That can be a feminine trait, though, is to, when you work on yourself, hold space to kind of support others moving forward. I wouldn't say guide people moving forward because that sounds like you're kind of in charge and it's not. But, yeah, encouraging that soft awakening. Yeah. And then we still need the masculine energy to help calm down our nervous system and be the literal, like sometimes you guys are li- like the literal pillar of strength, physical strength to help calm our energy when it's buck wild. Yeah. Do you know one of the ways yeah. you're, that you're supposed to do that? I found out what you're supposed to like. So if you're like face to face with her and you hug her and you press your stomach up against her and that's supposed to help calm her nervous system. And then you ask her what it is she needs. And then you see, okay, she'll say she needs whatever, cuddles with a cat, a bath, and some whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'll take care of dinner. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It's so simple, isn't it? Yes, it it is. Yeah, and that's the thing is like when we talk and she would say things in a certain way, uh, she would would just say it to me and like, this is what you're doing. And and I'd try to fight it. I'd be like, Mm -hmm. no, because I just, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be wrong. No, no. Right. And then I go back and she says, you need to think. And then I go back and I think and... I'd have these epiphanies. I'm like, oh, she was looking at the bigger picture, not like up close like mm-hmm. I was. So it allowed me to step back and look at myself and see, oh, hey, okay. She just, when she's feeling this way, she needs this. When she's doing this, she needs this. And sometimes it's just me being there mm-hmm. that makes her feel better, mm-hmm. which is what I recognize versus always trying to solve a problem. What's wrong? How can I help? What can I do better? We you, need masculine you, presence. You just, you just are there. You're just existing mm-hmm. with them. And I feel like that's really helped uh, our relationships for when we talk because when we like when we argue or fight which we really don't anymore at this point we just we're able to talk and see and kind of feel like oh Brandon's sad I need to do this oh she's happy to keep doing this like mm-hmm. it allows you to read them much better so you're giving the response that you truly want to give and then you're recip- you're putting that in a way that they can uh, reciprocate that mm-hmm. that makes it them feel happy as well yeah so it makes the mesh really easy to just handle things and then uh, be able to reflect and look in a different light and it makes a relationship like 10 times better. So what were some of the tools either she gave you or you found yourself? So 
uh, book recommendations. Obviously, I'm coming out with a book next year, Your Energy First, but there are so many good books out there already with really incredible themes. And I always, I feel like sometimes we need to ingest information in a variety of different ways in order for us to let it fully stick. Yeah. And you have been heavy on the reading. The heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a big <laughs> book reader when it comes to this stuff. So what have you found that you really liked? Which books or what tools besides um, meditating? So I actually just go out and I'll find books that are related and I've just been picking them or I'll go off TikTok recommendations sometimes. Absolutely. You know? And Love so one talks. of the first ones I did was uh, Becoming Supernatural. Um, By Joe Dispenza. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And I was like, wow. Like a lot of the stuff that I was reading, I was like, this makes sense. Like yeah. this, I've been doing this and I don't even know it. He's really good for, if you have anyone in your life who's m- more masculine oriented or more task oriented, yeah. he's really good for that. He explains it in a way that, in my opinion, anyone with more dominant male energies, masculine energies can understand. A hundred percent. Yeah. Whereas me, I read that stuff and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> no, I think, he's, no, no, no. I mean like, it's great. It's more just the delivery for yeah, me is a little totally bit rougher. Um, and then after that, I got um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by him because mm-hmm. I was like, this is good. Uh, in between that, I got another one by Bruce Lee called The Warrior Within. Ooh. That one, that Bruce would, Lee's that mindset is just nuts. Bruce Lee's mindset is so nuts. It's What's so healthy. It's just like, it, one of the ones that stands out to me is he's saying just a very popular one, Be Like Water. And he thought of that when he was on a boat and he noticed... When he put his hands down in the water, the water just formed to what was happening to it. Mm-hmm. So he says, it's something along the lines of this. I don't remember it to the T, but it's like, be like water. You put it in the cup, it becomes a cup. You put it around the cup, it becomes around the cup. But basically explaining and saying that if you're like water, you're just going with it. Mm. Like whatever you feel and you're experiencing is okay. If you're feeling like stressed out or anxious for a sec, that's okay. Right. If you're feeling happy, that's okay. Like everything, how you feel is okay. And that's what he's kind of implying when he says, just be like water, go with the flow. That's beautiful. It's so cool. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is we think we're doing life wrong. Yeah. when we have those shit moments yeah yeah and there is no there is no uh, there's no bad moments it's just like what we give the title to of it you know it's, right it's not it's, there's no good or bad and that's what people right. get wrapped up on right well if we didn't have that adversity in our life how would we the only time i've sought out like really sought out and dug deep because i've always had an interest in this type of thing but the only time I've actually really gone there and made massive shifts in my life is when I faced adversity like that. Yeah. Like when I was in states of depression or anxiety or, you know, my life wasn't how I, in a way that felt, excuse me, <laughs> no worries, um, <laughs> that felt good to me. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I see that. So could, if you could think of like one thing, so, you know, because I know Dakota, I know she was going through her, you know, she was doing so much. What was one thing you could tell people listening? You know, how did she help you? Like, how can they support their significant other in sort of opening themselves up to this path? I got you. I got you guys. Also, on a side note, too, check out The Law of One. That's another really big one. You love that book. Oh, my God. You talk about it all so the time. Good. Yeah. So good. Okay. The Law of One. So we're talking about how a female can go and approach a male, essentially, and like without making them essentially get angry. I feel like, okay, I got this one down. Mm -hmm. I have figured this out. So 
I feel like if a male has a problem, or if a female has a problem with a male, or wife, or any, anything, if anyone has a problem with anyone, and they address it in a certain manner, there, it depends on, I feel like, this is so hard to word, bear with me guys, bear okay. with me. Energy's weird to word. Okay, so, let's say a man has an ego, he's not aware of it, and he thinks, oh, they can't talk to me like that. This is actually something I've experienced pers- firsthand. So that this is from experience, and then I see it in other males too. So I had to do some work, and when Dakota would talk to me stern, which is totally fine, she can talk to me however she wants, but I would take that a certain way. Of, and I had to think, without, without realizing it, ingrained misogyny made you think as a male, like, oh, they can't talk to me like that. Why is that? Because like, people are always making jokes about it. And so when she talked to me in a stern way, I'd be like, oh, you can't talk. And so I get mad. I get mad because I felt disrespected because, because uh, of how she was talking. But that was just how I was taking it because my ego was preventing me. So as soon as I figured out, oh, I need to understand that she's just being stern and she's not attacking me, that's what helped. And so, oh, man, where was I going with that? Hold on. Um I literally just double checked that we were recording. Okay, good. <laughs> we are. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, good. Cause give me some time on this. Cause yeah. this one's bear with me. Okay. So I would take it as disrespectful. And then someone who's not doing the work and will, won't realize that in themselves. Right. So mm-hmm. a man will not realize it. So they're just going all the time and get mad and figure out, Oh, so what you do is you play the reverse game. Pay attention here, guys. This is a good one. You address it in a way where they can't get mad or they won't get disrespected. So if you can word it in a way of which it's more calm, polite, and like not, a, and don't make them feel attacked, they're going to be much more reciprocative or reciprocative, mm-hmm. reciprocative. Sure, whatever. Okay, words, words, it's yep. fine. So that way what they're going to do is instead of feeling attacked because that's their first defense mechanism, they're going to respond back because they're going to have something to say because their anger's not taking control. Mm-hmm. And now you have a guy who's, you had a problem with, but you addressed it in a manner, um, but now, if they're willing to do the work, you won't have to address it in any manner. You can just be stern how you want. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is, everyone's different, and some people are at different points. That's my assumption. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is what I would say. So address in a manner where they may not feel attacked, or you just help them like essentially figure out why they get so angry so quickly. Cause yeah. there's a reason we don't just, people don't just get angry. Like when you stub your toe, why do we get so mad? When right. we're late, we get so mad. But what's causing us to be mad? So if, if we're arguing or, you know, I say something that instigates you getting angry, my response would be, why do you think you're having this reaction to this right now? Like that or no? Yeah. You could be that like, can I ask you what I like? Yeah. Like you could say, what did I do? What did I do to upset you? Then they're going to say, right. And you'd be like, well, why? Yeah. And then you, you just, you stay calm and they'll be mad and you'll say why, but like, don't at- start attacking again. Mm-hmm. Say why? Like generally curious. And then eventually you'll break it down enough. Dakota has shown me this without even realizing it, but you break something down enough. It just will be, it's like, yeah. it'll bring themselves back to reality. Kind of like, why? 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 Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have it broken down. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's happened with me and Dakota where, that where makes, uh, she would uh, <laughs> do that, and I'd be like, have the epiphany, and be like, oh, yeah. So just keep, you know, it's funny because the guides do that in one-on-one client sessions, right? Like, yeah. you know, your client sessions too. They just keep asking you questions. 
that's and we got to do the self-discovery route right it's so different when we figure it out ourselves and have an aha moment versus someone telling us yeah it just just makes things so much clearer too yeah so what if someone is in a relationship and their partner isn't doing let's call it spiritual work like energy work um what would you say like have a conversation with him this is important to me it would feel really good if because i'm a direct communicator too by the way if you're interested in your communication style i recommend human design and also your astrology chart where does your mars sit that's all i know about astrology (laughs) (laughs) so yeah how would you know how would you want someone to approach you and say hey i want you to develop your spiritualness your energy stuff hmm I know. Honestly, it would depend on the state that I'm in of how how it would benefit me. Because I feel like a lot yeah. of people, we like to do stuff and have something on the other side. And you can't just always say, oh, hey, if you do this, you're going to be happy. But mm-hmm. really, that 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 is that is how mm. simple it is. And I feel like maybe um, recommending specific books can help. Or just finding something to connect it to. It's connected to everything. It's in everything. It's in all of us. So yeah. there has to be an interest for that. He really has that special thing yeah. that you can connect it and bring it back to, which he'll look further into it. Be like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, because if you're like too pushy, you start, it starts right. getting annoying. Like, what, what are you doing? I feel like fulfillment is our ultimate goal on earth. That's kind of this wave that's coming in mm-hmm. and you can only get fulfillment from within yourself. Like you can't, you literally can't get it anywhere else. Yeah. I've tried. It, and there's different types of fulfillment, of course. I mean, there is the type of fulfillment that does happen with other people, but I think about, you look at where we were even 60 years ago and we were all in very traditional roles. And nowadays it's all about the experience that we're having here on earth. So what if someone approached it on like, hey, I'm, I want to feel more fulfilled in life. I'm going to work on this element of myself. What would that look like for you? How, what does your fulfillment look like for you? Doing things that make me happy and let me think, think clearly. So I have, it's, hard, it's, it's even hard for me to talk quite often just because of how my brain works. Right, and right. so I notice myself doing things like this where like I'll stutter in my head or whatnot. And so sometimes I like to reflect on why I do that and also kind of find a place where I can just be quiet and just have time to myself. So I would always say do things for you. So for me, working out, headphones in sometimes, headphones out if I'm feeling a little more social, Mm. Uh, stretching in the morning. I get up about two hours before I have to do anything on the good days. It's not every day because we're not perfect. So sometimes I'll, uh, sometimes I'll do like 30 minutes, but in the mornings I'll try to make tea and then I'll read and then I'll stretch and then I'll meditate by my plants. And those four things, when I do, when I get all four of those things in a day, it's a 10 out of 10 day. Love that. And so I'll do small things like go on walks because it teaches you just to be in the present moment and you, you kind of teach yourself to turn your brain off and not think about <clears throat> what's in the past, what's in the present or anything like that. That's so funny you said that because I was just, I just learned this last weekend that the masculine needs to be by himself in nature or with other and by the way, I'm going to make some recommendations. It is, it's fluid too, right? So maybe you're in a different type of relationship and it's not just hetero, masculine, cis, masculine, feminine. This goes for all, but to help balance your masculine energies, especially and rebuild your testosterone, Mm -hmm. because when you are working at the gym, when you're in your relationship, that's demand time. Like the people need you for a certain reason. Whereas when you're by yourself in nature or just with other men, they're not 
demanding anything yeah. from you. And so your testosterone rebuilds. It's John Wineland, by the way. And I've only listened to some of his stuff. So I'm always, but it's been great so far. I mean, I, I would, I don't know if I'd ever like full on recommend someone, but there's great information for everything. From I did everything. not know that. That's I just n- learned it too. That's nuts. And doesn't it make sense? Get, get it. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, <laughs> uh, touche. So one other thing, your gym, your trainer, and what transformations are you seeing happening in people right now? Oh my God, so many, yeah, so many, Name yeah. A few of them. I have regularly people coming in and getting promotions at their job. I have people coming in talking about how happy they are. I, t- I have people coming in talking about how they're advancing on their business that they started. It's just seeing mostly like pers- personal, is it still there? Okay, cool. Yeah. Mostly seeing like personal, like doing things for themselves and finding more happiness. Like literally people, when they've been coming here, they'll talk about how they now look forward to the gym, how it's exciting to them how they're like feel like part of something and it it, you kind of know that that's carrying on into their everyday life so you can see this overall happiness and glow in their face that they didn't have when they started cool it's really cool i think that's been so again another big energetic trend i'm seeing now more than ever it's like we're being called we have to take care of our physical bodies even better than we have been we have to and that is so what you're saying is when people invest in their health that's the response that they're getting Yes. And then also, of course, all the transformations for their bodies. Like, I mean, people come in with specific goals. They've been getting their strength goals. They like to see the numbers go up on the bar. People like to see their transformations. Everyone has different goals. There's no right or wrong. Um, but it's really, oh, sorry. No, you go for it. Let's talk about that for a second. Everyone has different goals because if I'm someone in, you know, Utah and I listen to this podcast and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set an intention that I find the right trainer for me for the highest get of all involved because that's mm-hmm. what we do at the right gym. And then you come across this gym and you're still trepidatious, right? As we all are nervous. Yep. I was nervous coming in here and I yeah. know you guys. And so I totally lost my train of thought. I oh, got you. Goals. So I remember when I, when we first started working together and we went over the goals, it was just health, right? Yeah. So what could someone's goals be or what could they tell someone their goals would be going to the gym? I got you. Okay. So you, know, you, you know, you like this topic. <laughs> I love this topic. So I've had a few clients like, a, for example, I've had uh, several clients go off their, an, their antidepressants completely. Mm. So they started taking them. They told me they're on them. And as they were training with me, they'd slower the dose, slower dose until they got off completely off that. So anything mental health related, that could be also be a goal. You can have goals for strength. You can have goals to uh, run a mile in a shorter time. You can have goals to like be out of pain and be more flexible. There's so many different goals and a lot of things that you'll see on social media will kind of direct you to one and that's you have to transform. No, some people like just being as they are and they want to have performance and there's a difference between the two. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's important to figure out like what you enjoy and why you want your goal and then pick it from there. Anything you want to improve, in the sense of physicality, um, looks, or performance, you can do all of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just okay. Lose this body fat so you can look better. That'll be a product. That'll be a product of any of the other goals you pick as well. Because you're just the idea is to move your body. Right, right. I love that. You know, and I would also say, be really particular about form. 
I mm. had, I mean, mm. I had no, you're, mm. you're so particular about form. Mm-hmm. We will spend as much time talking about form as we will lifting. And believe me, I've done things I never thought I could do. And that has been such a key. That is definitely a huge goal too, uh, is to be able to have full range of motion. That's a big one. I have all my clients do. And that just makes everyday living better. And it yep. makes you, if you're moving properly, you're, it's going to allow you to utilize more muscles, which is going to allow you to burn more calories, which allows you to be in a caloric deficit, you know, which allows you to burn fat. So really like if you break everything down and fitness related, if you have form down, you're going to be better off. It's also just helps with longevity and yeah. lifting and overall health. And that is a huge one that I, that I'm really big on is making sure people understand what they're doing, what they're using and how they're doing it. So that way they can like actually visualize and do it properly. And it makes it safer. Yeah. Safe. Safety's good. Yep. Safety's, safety's good. First. <laughs> the other thing I noticed when we set goals, I came in and I thought, you know, I'm just going to be real about my goals. And I said, this is a long term game for me. I want to learn. I want to grow. So I actually, those were my goals. My goals were just like better health. And I know it seems like, again, in a masculine world, in a masculine gym, you know, how many, how much weight, how many inches boned it, all that stuff. And instead it was like health, health and just a steady incline and improvement, which was very odd for me to come to a gym and not have these super aggressive goals. So just saying that giving people permission out there to do that if they need to. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) So where can people find you? Um, let's see. You guys can find me pretty much at this gym 24 (laughs) seven. I'm just kidding. Um, we have uh, Instagram it's blin underscore fitness. And then we also have a website. It's blinfitstudio.com. And it's two ends. Yes. Two ends. And tanks here. Yes. Tank is here. There's photos on the website. If you'd like to see him. Yeah. (laughs) So good. So good. So yeah, it is. And if you are in the Seattle area, this gym has events and no mat trust me when i say no matter your fitness level you can join these events truly truly and you guys incorporate just as much of the technique in the group events and the fundraisers um as you do if it were well maybe not like an individual session but you guys yeah. come in and really make good adjustments and it is truly it's truly for everybody which is really cool because for some people this is going to be their first foray mm-hmm. into this um and are you taking online clients at the moment? Yes, we are taking online clients. We have some memberships available and we have training available as well. And awesome. beginners in all skill levels are welcome. Absolutely. I love that. One last thing, someone who is on their energetic spiritual journey based on everything you've learned up until this point, <laughs> what's one piece of advice you would give them? One piece of inner brand and wisdom? So much. I know. I would say... Do things that make you happy. Do things that make you happy. Beautiful. <laughs> Do things that make you happy. It's simple, but that is... Yeah. It's more challenging Do than Do things you enjoy. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. It's been wonderful having you. We'll see you in like 10 minutes for a training session. I was going to say, let's go work out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review and make sure you've signed up for the newsletter for special insights, offerings, and announcements that are just for you.
This podcast and website represents the opinions of Emily Marie and her guests to the show and website. The content should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only and because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical advice, recommendations, and questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors.